सो नमस्ते एवरीवन थैंक यू फॉर जॉइनिंग अस टुडे फॉर अ सेकंड ब्यूटीफुल सेशन ऑन क्लब हाउस विद लिविंग द टीचिंग्स ऑन साईं बाबा गौतम थैंक यू एज ऑलवेज फॉर योर टाइम माय प्लेजर निक सो गौतम टुडे आई विश टू डिस्कस अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टॉपिक विद यू ऑन वन पॉइंटेड डिवोशन टू बाबा एंड वे स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ एंड डिवोशन इज नॉट अ मैटर ऑफ कन्वीनियंस Mm-hmm. and i wish to take the example of babas uh, i could say mahabhakta one of babas most intimate devotees megha uh, mm-hmm. the leelas of which are mentioned in chapter 28 of the sai sat charita right and his life i would say is so inspiring for all of us because he was a very embodiment of one pointed bhakti towards baba Mm-hmm. and he crossed every threshold of inconvenience to worship his master who he regarded as god and mm-hmm. as a result he got the fruit at the end he was one of the only devotees when he left his body baba actually wept for him which yeah. speaks volumes about uh, his devotion and his relationship with baba So Gautam in this regard yesterday I had a conversation with uh, Dr Vinay Chitluri uh, the historian on Baba and she said to me some details which may not be mentioned in the charitra but I felt everybody may uh, you know want to know this that at that time when Megha would go to collect the bail patra he used to walk about 8 kilometers into Kopargaon and come back on foot he would go into the forest at that time there were no roads it was a dense forest and it was full of dacoits so people would get scared even when people would come to shirdi for darshan they would usually like tongas would line up one behind the other and at any time two or three would go one tonga would never go by itself that just tells us the dangers that he faced but for his master with complete one pointed devotion he would go with not a care of the world for himself he would go and return and this was a regular affair uh, flowers were not easy to get for worship it was not like how we get it today we step out of home and there's a market outside he had to pluck flowers and go great distances in the forest carry water and uh, i felt what lessons can we learn from his inspiring life and taken to our devotion today so gotham if you could shed some light on that uh sure nick i mean uh, as you rightly said you know how do we bring it into our daily living today what can we apply from that uh, chapter of megha and baba you see and i think it's pretty simple because you know if we make the teachings our focus 24/7 and not just a kind of half an hour practice in the morning of you know doing a reading or doing japa or chanting and forgetting it the rest of the day that is how we would have closeness with baba's teaching if we live the teachings if we reflect upon it in our relationships with what happens to us in the day that is how close we could get to baba isn't it because after all baba is his teaching which we can uh, relate to today and uh, you see today we live in a very fragmented world nick because we have many distractions we have various hats that we wear you know there's the social media hat there's the hat we wear at home at work we all different people 
we wear different masks for different relationships and our life is truly fragmented in that sense and so it's all the more important that you know how do we live megha's example today by our dedication and devotion to baba's teaching because that is what is left with us you see that is the main thing which i have been trying to communicate on your channel that live the teachings live the teachings breathe the teachings and implement them in your daily activities that's a very good point you raised gotham about the fragmented uh, different sort of multiple personalities one almost has to put on in today's world and uh, gotham i would want to take an example in our very own channel like talking about the devotion and sincerity of vinny chitluri and uh, pavar kaka uh, vinima and pavar kaka i'll just share a little story that happened recently uh, so my editor anand who uh, has been with us since about 2 or 3 years had gone through a very deep loss about 4 months ago and then we had the covid incident that came up and there were lockdowns so i knew anand was in a very difficult situation but i told him i said see a lockdown is coming that is imminent if you feel it is possible for you to go today to both vinima and pavar kaka and we can do the shoots we will have content to share with the community for the next coming months and believe me in the most difficult times without a question i don't think anybody it would have not been easy at all he went there and even vinima uh, who has a lot of pains bodily ache is 78 said yes despite it not being convenient in any way even pavar kaka i believe had fainted that day before because of the heat he had some he had gone out to pune and something had happened but the commitment to baba that baba comes first the very next morning the shoot happened and i felt this is a good example in today's day that you know and they are shining examples both venima and pavar kaka they are featured on the channel that baba comes first so this was something i myself was inspired by and i thought you know the community could also know about this yeah that's beautiful i mean like i say you know some people are shining examples of living the teachings and the two names you mentioned have just proved that isn't it yeah i mean you know hats off to their devotion and even anand in a very very difficult time to have you know not even thought about it but you know your guru comes first so one aspect gotam that i see is the matter of convenience uh, you know if you could speak a little bit about that like it's very easy today to have this element of convenience creep in to our devotion and our uh, our readings or the sadhanas could you speak a little on that see there are two things here one is a practice which we may or may not have like a specific reading or whatever it may be we you know we are not referring to that now first of all even that many people compromise on you know they'll say oh i woke up late or you know i'm on holiday today so that is one approach but i'm more uh, focusing on the teachings in our daily living so the practice is one thing some people are drawn to it some may not be drawn to a routine practice but the second thing more importantly is application of the teaching in daily living 
in whatever comes to me in the course of the day be it pleasure or pain how do i handle it how do i react what is my relationship with all the people i come across during the course of the day that is now even there it can be very convenient to forget the teaching you know let's say if someone pushes our buttons and we yell and scream at them and go on and on on a rant that means the teaching has gone out of the window so isn't that convenient then that we forget about the teaching when uh, you know it doesn't suit us absolutely when it suits us we remember the teaching that is absolutely. called convenience absolutely and gotham the other aspect on one pointed devotion like megha was an example outstanding example that everything like shivji was baba like baba was shivji there was no difference like absolute one pointedness and you know at least with the beginners there is this tendency we will go to one master one teaching we will read this we will read 10 books we will go to so many different youtube channels and it only creates more confusion right. uh, that also if you could talk about please well uh, you see nick that is firstly a natural process one begins and one wants to absorb and see what's out there and explore that is all fine the difficulty is if one continues doing that all the time because then we don't really know what is it we are looking for so we keep you know jumping from one master to another master one teacher this teacher's videos that teacher's videos etc so while it is good in an initial phase because you get a feel of what's around you can get a sense of what appeals to you but the fact is that in the long race of life you cannot ride two horses you can ride only one horse so the point has to come where you decide that even if for example you're following baba's teachings let's say and you take baba as the sadguru but you feel you benefited from someone in this life in this incarnation a living person then you got to stick with one thing you see exploration can be a temporary phase it was nisardatta maharaj who said that you will get water not by digging shallow wells all over the land but one deep well but in our impatience and in our this uh, kind of uh, you know greed to consume and absorb more even if it be knowledge we dig shallow wells all over the place and we lose interest very fast our attention spans don't last and then we miss out on getting hold of that water by digging deep for this we certainly need the ghada not upside down <laughs> as we said last time <laughs> yeah so gautam just one last question on this suppose one has spent many years in that initial phase and now they wish to settle they they realize that baba is where they find their peace they don't so what could accelerate that process or what would be the beginning steps to now deepen like that one path one teaching one master nick you have to stay with it you see so through all the vicissitudes of life through all your challenges you face if you hold on to one thing you know one support let's say uh then you're going to be more stable but if you keep grasping for other supports based on you know just whims and fancies and convenience you're going to be going from one support to another at the risk of drowning it's as simple as that 
in one uh, thing that helped me was in times of difficulties i would see what was the natural filter i would go through like when i was exposed to many teachings in my younger days hmm. i i started noticing that there was one particular thing i was going to in difficult moments that was almost becoming like the filter i was looking at life through and right. that then became it cemented it for me so that was my process and right. maybe that could help somebody if they try it that way yeah that's a good uh, point nick i wanted to add mm-hmm. one more thing yes you know about uh, megha's devotion to baba uh the there's a very important point here you know see the devotion comes from the heart right and that is why we know baba wept when megha passed on dropped his mortal coils similarly i think we all know that in life what is touching our heart the most so this becomes a very good measure a good parameter to know you know hey this thing has really moved me this message has moved me this person has moved me and that which touches your heart is what is worth holding on to in my estimate absolutely and kotam then when one sticks to that thing for a prolonged period of time you will experience peace and joy would those be two good measures to then look back and say yes this is in, the yardstick yes in fact that is the only measure and that is why it has touched your heart because deep down all human beings know that what they want most in life is true happiness not happiness but true happiness and true happiness is a happiness which does not depend on a pleasure because pleasures come and go true happiness is nothing but peace of mind so if something has touched your heart you need to understand that it has touched it because it has given you a taste of peace of mind thank you gautam thank you so much for this if you would be open to could we take a few questions from the community sure i'd be happy to so before we take questions uh, or just a small request if you could have your questions as concise and clear as possible and keeping it either to the subject we've discussed or only on baba that's a small request so mudit uh, you could ask your question good afternoon nikhil ji good afternoon gautam ji Namaste. So my question is about uh, prarabdha and advaita. So I mean, basically, so uh, in the uh, chapter where Pundalik Rao he uh, breaks the coconut, so Baba tells him tells him that uh, why do you uh, take uh, the thing on you? Like it it is by my wish that the coconut has been broken. So you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to take the guilt of breaking the coconut. And uh, after in uh, many other places in the satcharita baba tells us about prarabdha so how does this go hand in hand like if baba is saying in one place that it is by my wish if something is happening so the very basis of prarabdha is that you are doing something and then you are getting that in your next life or something sometime later so how does this go hand in hand well uh, firstly uh, mudit it has to each chapter which we covered in in fact the last clubhouse uh, talk if some of you all attended that everything is said in context you see we can't pull something out and apply it to all situations now the fact is you are here because of prarab okay and prarab karma is karma that has to be faced and without prarab you would not be here 
the grace of the sadguru comes in if it needs to override the prarabdh you see but uh, the fact is that even someone like ramana maharshi had prarabdh karma to deal with so we all come with that it's as simple as that so uh, how does this question help one's daily living and peace of mind in daily living what is the, what what is the point in this question where you feel you'd get more peace if you understood it could you elaborate on that so how do i get prarabdh if i am not the doer it that is your understanding now when when the karma when the action happened did you have the understanding at that time no <laughs> therefore the prarabdh you so, see after the understanding there's no prarabdh after the understanding the prarabdh will still continue because you are in the form of the body mm. but if you reach the state of uh, jnana the highest enlightenment then even prarabdh will not operate but for the common people like you and me the understanding may be there but the prarabdh which is an accumulation from the past still has to get exhausted in this life you see but more importantly mudit you're not creating fresh karmas you see when you live with the understanding that nobody is a doer of their actions even the sacharita even the bhagavad gita is about this point actually when you see that every individual you encounter is playing their role based on their script their genetics and their conditioning you stop blaming accusing and condemning the people you meet and when that happens you are not so to speak creating fresh karmas you see because you are out of this loop of finger pointing and accusing people that is what happens with this understanding of non doership the whole dynamic in the relationship changes that's the beauty of it yeah that answers my question thank you very much thank you thanks mudit chetna your question could be asked now hello namaste sir uh, it was really helpful um uh, with your you know um, comment of uh, following one guru and one uh, teaching um i am a gemini and i have the tendency of drifting away from one thing to the other uh, you know whenever i follow uh, multiple gurus like i follow sadguru i follow sai baba i follow ramana maharshi um uh, sometimes uh, you know um when i uh, even my mind uh, you know judges like uh, when i see uh, i i do all the uh, you know uh, yogas of sadguru uh, from isha foundation but so i have a difficulty of you know completely surrendering uh, when i see some videos where I, I, my mind judges um so i thought it is definitely not uh, how a disciple should be Uh, but when i watch uh, sai baba tele series i end up in tears uh, seeing the compassion of baba and i you know feel like oh baba is my guru so how can i you know uh, come to terms with this nature of me i know it, it is i know it is not good but you know i find it difficult to um, uh, sort this nature out thank you well uh, chetna thank you for the question and as you so rightly pointed out being gemini uh, you know by birth this tendency is there so that is clearly something not in your control now see this word follow actually has different meanings 
you could still know where you belong and absorb different things from different masters in my case you see what used to happen was i was going to my to my teacher ramesh balsekar for 9 years and during those 9 years i met so many masters so many yogis so many psychics i mean i met all kinds of people and i enjoyed it and i got something from someone you see but at the end of the day i knew that i went back to my guide's living room where he used to give satsang because i found my peace of mind there now you see if that is missing from your life if you don't know that okay this is where i belong and the others are practices which i benefit from or maybe some people speak things which appeal to me but you must identify for yourself where do you belong and if you don't have that answer nothing to feel bad about it keep asking this question as you come across more and more the answer will unfold you see but without knowing that that's what i pointed at that you could really be going all over the place endlessly and then that really does not have much benefit in the long run so it's all right to do a yogic practice a kriya it's all right to you know let's say you're absorbed in a particular teacher's videos but which is that one a pillar which you are holding on to that needs to be identified if not now at some point in your journey thank you so much sir that it be i hope answer. i hope that answers your question definitely definitely it is giving me a direction like i need to explore more where i belong thank you so much yes you see i remember about 10 years ago i gave a talk in pune and a gentleman who was perhaps in his late 50s he wasn't the same what he was saying oh, i have done reiki i've done pranic healing i've done past life regression i've done this workshop that workshop this kriya yoga that 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 and uh, what do i do next and i said but have you asked yourself what is it that i am looking for by doing all these he said no i never asked that i said that is why you'll keep doing this and he was shocked he was completely stunned because nobody had told him till that point that hey what are you looking for have you asked yourself that and he was so grateful because he said now at least i know before i enroll for the next course what am i looking for i have to ask myself that and i told him see there are two possibilities one is you already found it but you didn't know you were looking for that for example you're looking for peace of mind you, you met 20 different teachers think about them choose one you feel my god actually this is what appealed to me the most and go back there or since you've still not hit the target so to speak continue looking but now you have a reason to look and you'll get the answer it's as simple as that okay thank you so much sir yeah wonderful uh, thanks gautam and there was just something i wish to add there gautam Uh, after spending some time with your master or the teachings you also then develop a bhav for them where you tend to have that relationship and you you that's natural thing from inside of caring arises i think that is also a very important sign where uh, that that relationship also is formed and that flowers yes and in fact you know your unconsciously thinking of them all the time and you know in your mind you'll say oh how would 
he have reacted this way or how what would he have said because it's with it's become part of your consciousness that's again another good sign absolutely and gotham with the science satcharit in the book you know that is happening this is exactly what i feel that whether you know it or not it will become the filter through which you look at life i mean it becomes it goes so deep within exactly so gotham uh, one last thing that i would like to discuss with you was mm-hmm. as a devotee when we see these shining examples in the charitra like megha's case uh you know if we can ponder a bit deeper like you know how you said generally for the teachings of the leela what is in for me but even when we see these great devotees of baba uh if you can speak on that like where we can just sort of emulate them or you know if something on that you could say if we find megha story inspiring we can choose anyone in our life or anything for that matter where we can give selflessly you know where there is no uh, personal interest so to speak involved and that quality that quality of seva of giving is very important because you see the whole secret of this is that when you give of yourself selflessly whether it is your money whether it is your time the ego is getting diminished because the ego is not getting any tangible benefit you know it doesn't enhance the ego because the ego is in the giving mode usually the ego demands from the universe wants to receive all the time like i want to get money i don't want to give money i want to earn a lot in the stock market i want to get i want to get that's the ego what seva does is it turns the focus away from the little me and onto something else whatever it may be and that is actually a very important part of the spiritual journey so megha's example of selfless giving you see like you said he walked 8 kilometers he walked 8 kilometers for his guru and uh, you know all the other things he did was totally selfless giving and that is what we got to look at in our lives which aspects can we of course we can't go and walk 8 kilometers but in relation to our lives where can we give the selfless service if not to baba in in seva in some way with some people in our lives who perhaps need our assistance monetarily maybe physically i don't know but this attitude of giving is what we can get from the megha story selfless giving wonderful gotham thank you as always for your time and uh, we hope to have more sessions with you like this Thank you Nick my pleasure and it's been very enjoyable for me to share these teachings wonderful gotham so thank you everybody and uh, we will have another session uh, gotham whenever you have time we can have another session with you and sure. we will make an announcement about that thank oh. you everybody